Hello, everybody. Welcome into the hop episode 41. Now that we've crossed 40, it's starting to sink in how many of these we've actually done. It's it's a lot, and I'm excited to keep it going. Hi, everybody. What's happening? Los Angeles Ale Works is coming at you today. We're headed to the West Coast where we haven't been in quite a while. So Yes, yes. We we realize most of the breweries we've hit have been either Massachusetts, Vermont, or Connecticut. So we're jumping ship. We're uh, moving over to the other coast. And uh, this brewery is going to be really fun. We got uh, three beers coming up. One we're sharing, two we're not. Without further ado, hey, Steven. Yes. Uh, let's grab a drink. All right, Steven. So we're heading back to your neck of the woods as I like to call it. Um, how is LA? Is it still sunny? Is it is it colder at all? No. <laughs> it's God, it's really hot here. Uh, I, I landed in LA over the weekend, and I, I got off the plane, and of course I was wearing like jeans and had like a sweatshirt because I had just come from the East Coast, and it was like 95, and I got in the, the lift, and the lift driver, I was like, yeah, has it been hot? She's like, yeah, thank God it cooled down. It was 95. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're sitting there sweating your ass off. It was 60 when I left the East Coast. So, no, it hasn't cooled down at all. It's very uh, Los Angeles hazy. But uh, I feel like I got just enough East Coast fall. Like, I caught the pretty part. I got to see some leaves change color. I got a couple, like, oh, it's getting cold days. And then I got the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and then now coming up, you're going to come home for Thanksgiving and be like, <sighs> Damn it! Back yeah, to the no. Cold. <laughs> as soon as I see snow, I'm 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 out. I'm I, I don't yeah. I, no no time for that. Uh, anyway, uh, the hop has come back to L.A. with me. Los Angeles Ale Works, uh, one we've been sitting on doing for a while, and um, I got to stop by the brewery to pick up some beer uh, in person uh, from the spot, and I this is going to be a good one, guys. You want to? You're going to want to stick around if if. If you ha- if you have somewhere to be, cancel plans because we're here now. Give us a follow <laughs> at the HO Podcast. We're on Instagram and Twitter. You're gonna want to you're gonna want to check us out on there. That's where you can see all the pictures of the beers we drink, pictures of the places we've been. Uh, you could DM us if you uh, feel so inclined. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. We've heard from some people of late, and that's really fun. You could tell us what you want us to drink on the show. You can make suggestions requests we may listen we may not but uh you know you you got to shoot your shot you know what i'm saying throw the dart at the board and see what sticks uh as we always say if there's another brewery we should hit if there's a brewery we should repeat we need to know and you can subscribe to us on youtube click the bell get us over that 100 youtube subscribers let us customize our youtube url We'll, maybe we could, we'll name it after the hundredth subscriber. We won't. I'm not making that promise. Never no, mind. Not if it's this. not. Yeah. Whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm Careful immediately now. rescinding that. Uh, and you can <laughs> subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Get our show in your feed automatically every Thursday morning. When you wake up, it'll be there. 
And with that, should we dive into what's happening in the beer world? Beer news. Oh, yeah, we got transition music. <laughs> it's real now. All right. Now you know you're in the news. <laughs> what's going on in the world? Uh, the first Asian-American-owned hard seltzer uh, is launching this month. It is called Lunar. It was created by Kevin Wong and Sean Rowe in 2019. Apparently, they were eating at some of their favorite authentic Asian restaurants, and uh, all that was on the menu to drink was Budweiser and things of that nature. So they wanted to offer appropriate beverage pairings for authentic Asian cuisine. This seltzer is being made with real fruit that Asian Americans will find familiar and nostalgic. So they're sourcing many of the ingredients directly from Asia, uh, they're kicking things off this month with the yuzu flavor, which is made with uh, real fruit from Japan, the yuzu fruit. Uh, and then later this month, or I, I guess later on, they'll be launching several other uh, traditional Asian flavors, including a, quote, fragrant summery lychee hard seltzer using fruit nectar from Thailand and a refreshing grassy winter melon hard seltzer made using fruit pieces from Taiwan, where Kevin is from. So uh, if you are a fan of hard, hard seltzer and you've always felt it just needed a little Asian flair, uh, now you can get your hands on some. The user flavor is 4.9% ABV. It clocks in at 120 calories, and it will soon be available in New York for purchase online, as well as at grocery stores and Restaurants. You can check out at Drink Lunar on Instagram and drinklunar.com on the web to find out more. I'm very interested in um, the pairings with the Asian cuisine. Um, I went to, you know, an uh, Asian restaurant not too long ago, and the beer they had was like the Sapporo, and um, uh, it's called Sing. Mm-hmm. It's like T S I N G something like that. Yeah. Um and it's very like a it's it's kind of like a Bud Light, it's just kind of like a classic just straight up. So I I'm interested to see how they take the Asian uh flair for it to pair with cuisine. That's that sounds really cool. And game. And for me to say that, it's seltzer. I, I know I was going to say you hate seltzer as has been well documented on the show. <sighs> I don't uh, hate seltzer. I'm just in a fight with seltzer. Uh, moving right along, uh, apparently beer is pretty popular in Oregon. Who knew? Uh, Coin Toss <laughs> Brewing announces an expansion. The brewery and tap room in Oregon City is taking over a suite next door, which is allowing them to add a 1,500 square foot, uh, basically doubling their current size. Um, Two-thirds of that will be a warehouse. They're going to have storage, offices, a new barrel aging program. Steven? <laughs> Put it in a barrel. Uh, yeah, no, really exciting for uh, Coin Toss Brewing. Um, all you Oregon folk out there, uh, Coin Toss Brewing, opening up a little bit. And elsewhere in Oregon, Hammer and Stitch Brew Co. is opening a tap room in Slabtown, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a neighborhood or if that's the name of the city. Uh, this is a. That's so awesome. This is a uh, Portland. Oregon brewery. I don't know where Slabtown is, but you know, if you're from Slabtown, we yeah, will give we you a shout out. You. We will give you a shout out in the Instagram story. So, brewmaster and co-founder Ben Dobler, he's looking to create an uh, approachable beer menu 
specializing in easy drinking and character-filled lagers and ales. Ben is apparently uh, pretty big in the Portland brew scene. Uh, he has 27 years of brewing experience. Uh, Widmer Brothers Brewing Company, Laurelwood Brewing Company, Mount Tabor, and Bridgeport Brewing Company, not Bridgeport, Connecticut, but Bridgeport, ah, damn. Oregon. Uh the space is going to feature an open, bright tap room and patio space. It's meant to be immersive, welcoming, and inviting. Uh, and in an interview with Brewbound, Ben Dobler said, quote, We hope folks will be encouraged to ask us questions about the process and what we're working on. Our open layout is all about inviting people to take part in what we call, quote, brewery theater. So get down to Slab Town, people. <laughs> Get down to Slab Town. I want a T-shirt that says that. Get down to Slab Town. They, if there's not a T-shirt that says that, it's a missed opportunity. I we're gonna make them for the show. Get <laughs> down to Slab Town. Brought to you by the Hot Podcast. Get down to Slab Town. <laughs> and rounding out the news and notes, uh, Harpoon. For those of you who don't know, uh, has created a Dunkin' Donuts mix pack. Did we talk about this in This Week in Gross a few weeks back, or is that just me? You know what? Probably. Uh, I don't know if it was in This Week in Gross or This Week in Yum, but it was one of those. But we're talking, it's made its way, it's moved up in the world, making its way into the news and notes now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's Harpoon's coffee and donut-infused beers made with real Dunkin' coffee and donuts. They have a Boston Cream Stout. Sounds delicious. Jelly Donut Hazy IPA, I'm down to try it. Pumpkin Spice Latte Ale, that's probably going to be the winner. And the OG Coffee Porter, which I've heard is very good. I've never tried it. Uh, The CEO of Harpoon's parent company says the demand for product has far exceeded expectations, which absolutely no shade to Harpoon or Duncan, but I didn't think it'd do that well. I'm sorry. That's not a shot. I'm just being honest. Um... (laughs) Basically, because of a shortage of cans, they're, they need to stagger sales of the product a little bit. Uh, it's not really clear what this means. Um, we don't know what's going on with production, but, but spoiler alert. We're doing it. I, we're making a we commitment to the this. people. We are doing this mix pack. It will happen. But yeah, apparently Harpoon, uh, it's so popular that they, they don't have enough I, cans <sighs> to keep going. So I don't know if it's going to be like, oh... New Hampshire, you get it this month. Massachusetts, you get it this month. Or if it's going to be like, we only make it in like every other month. I don't know. But again, no shade. But like when this first came out, I was like, wow, like the coffee drinkers in this world are going to drink this. And now it's like, no, people can't get their hands on it fast enough. It's like, huh. It's honestly the jelly donut IPA. That's the uh, monkey wrench. Everything else sounds delicious. The jelly donut (sighs) IPA. it's, I don't know. It sounds good though. It sounds good. I don't know. I like the jelly donuts there. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to try it. I can't well, wait. we're gonna find out. Do you have a toast for us? Because I have had, I have had a day worthy of a beer. Steven, I have a toast, but here's the little kicker, if you will. I've got two, two toasts. One of them is very, very short. It was just so hilarious that I couldn't pass on it. But I've got one legit one and then a quick joke one. So it's basically one. Actually, this music is perfect for this. Whiskey is nice with water or ice, but how I long for a beer 
gin and some tonic cures illness chronic, but I do prefer a beer. Just a pint won't do, I'll need more than a few, no matter what time of the day. Truth be told, as long as it's cold, I'll drink it all up right away. Ready for number two? I'm ready for number two. I don't know how you're going to top number one, but go ahead. Roses are red, violets are blue, poems are hard, beer. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. That was Let's good. start drinking. See, you you, you felt intimidated by last week's cat toast, and you felt like you had to bring the bring the. I, I had to bring the big guns today. Yeah, I get it. And, and you did, <laughs> I think. Well done. Los Angeles Ale Works, huh? That's what we're doing. Let's let's do it and let's start the drinking venture in space, shall we? Uh, we are kicking things off with the Space XPA Into the Unknown. Uh, it is an Into extra pale unknown. ale. <laughs> shout out to Frozen. This is an extra pale ale uh, coming in at a fun six point five percent. On the SRM chart, uh, we're looking at a clear, dark straw yellow color. Um, I would say like an eight, nine, seven. Yeah, I'd probably put it around a seven or a six. It's pretty light. It's not hazy at all. It's uh, very clear, like you said. Uh, I have a whole lot of carbonation. Looks like a just a just a ton of bubbles coming up. And drink it out of a same out of a pint glass, a Los Angeles Ale Works pint glass, by the way. That he got at the brewery. What? Um, not a lot of lacing. It's pretty clean around the glass. The the head is this uh, very frothy white uh, foam. It's literally a cloud. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, like a dream. One hundred percent, like a dream. Um, but this is one of those beers, you know, we always say, I don't know if this makes sense to people when we say it, but like beer emoji, honestly, it just, it looks like oh, yeah. that clear an- orange amber color. I mean, look with, at the glass I'm drinking at. I'm literally holding the beer emoji. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like you said, I, I smelled it right away. Coming I, out like, of the can. I wasn't, I, yeah, I wasn't holding it near my face and I could smell it from here. Definitely not a lot of head retention though. It uh, I've I've sort of been watching it collapse quickly before my eyes. Piney, hoppy, grapefruit. Lots of citrus coming off this. Uh, definitely some grapefruit. I would say grapefruit peel, which I, I feel like that mm. sounds pretentious when I say that. But what I mean by that is, <laughs> I just mean that it, it you get less of like the sweet side of it. You get a little bit more like something just a little darker, a little more bitter. Then, but it's definitely grapefruit. It smells stronger, I think, than it is. I don't know how you feel about that because we both have a a six point five, but it, I think it smells like like a seven point five. Yeah, I mean, it, it. What I'm smelling is is the citrus first and foremost. It does have an herbal quality to it, or something sort of grassy that I'm detecting. You know, I guess that's the sort of hop forward nature of it. It's not. 
an IPA, it's an XPA, meaning an extra pale ale. So it's sort of a somewhere between, you know, a multi multi pilsner and an IPA. This is like a good like if you're like, eh, I've always wanted to be into IPAs, but I can't find my way there. Correct. This would be a nice easy in. Yeah, this would be a great uh, introduction. Um, and uh, we've got the hops on the cans. I'm looking at. Oh man, I, I'm just I can't I can't wait to say this. Wakatu <laughs> and Mosaic. Wakato. Uh, Wakatu. No. Uh, I don't know. Wakatu hops. Wakatu. Sure. Why not? I think that that's sort of in the uh, Hallerto family. I think. I don't think I've ever had Wakatu hops before, but apparently they're from New Zealand and apparently they're in this beer. Uh, yeah, the nose, like, it kind of smells like orange juice. <laughs> Is that weird? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd say orange juice for me, but I'm definitely getting orange, like, it's like 100%. That's, like, definitely what I'm getting, like, right down to the pulp. Like, I'm smelling, it, it smells like I'm about to have oh, my wow. morning glass of orange juice. <laughs> well... Without further ado, let's do it. Wow, this is uh, right off the bat. It's pretty crushable. I just took a giant gulp like it was nothing. Yeah, for me, this had way more hoppiness than I was expecting, and part of that I think is because, um, you know, we—I mean, we've mentioned on the mics before—we like to do you know, research on what, on what some other people are tasting in, in the beers and just, you know, give ourselves, prime ourselves for what to expect, if you will. And, uh, a lot of the reviews I kind of was reading was, you know, malt sweetness. Um, malt is probably more prevalent than the hops. And that is not the case with what I'm finding. I think that they adjusted this beer recently from what it originally was. You know, this is one of their mm. OG beers. We'll, and we'll talk about the origin of the brewery, but, um, even on their website, the stats that are on there, you know, are, are different than what we're dealing with. There's different hop blends. There's different ABVs. Yeah. It just it feels like uh, when I read the description of the of the beer from the brewery, uh, tropical fruit hop aroma with rich Maris Otter malt. Uh, XPA yields a lighter, more refreshing West Coast hop experience. I mean, that is what I'm experiencing, but it's just more hoppy than I was expecting. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like the, I feel like they try to kind of hit on the flavor pro the, the fruity flavorness rather than the hops. Like, I feel like they're saying the flavor is a lot stronger, more forward, but I think it's the opposite. I'm getting all those, you know, fruit aromas and hop flavor and whatnot, but yeah, it's more, it's more hop forward than anything. Um, why is this so easy to drink? I mean, maybe obviously with a pale ale, it's going to be easier. But at 6.5, I thought, all right, well, it's not going to just go down easily. Well, I think it goes back to what I was just saying, you know, from their website. Uh, they were looking to yield a lighter, more refreshing West Coast hop experience as opposed to the big, burly, sturdy IPAs that you see on the market a lot, that we drink a lot, that they certainly offer plenty of at LA Aleworks. This one is more like, it's more like, come come celebrate the hops with us. Let's yeah. let's enjoy the hops without getting punched in the mouth with juiciness, with a whole bunch of, uh, you know, with a crazy high IBV or anything like that. Let's Let's just sort of, it's sort of a, a hop spa 
if you will. Absolutely. Um, before we go any further, I did want to give a quick, quick shout out to craftbeerkings.com. Um, it's where we have gotten uh, these beers. Oh, for me, it's where I got these beers uh, being in New York. Um, they delivered fast to the to my apartment. Um, I ordered a bunch of stuff for the podcast. The This beer and the other beer I'm drinking were in it. But uh, yeah, I like how simple it is simple obviously isn't the right word but it's it's just it's it's pretty straightforward i am getting a lot of bitterness in the back end though like yeah. aftertaste it's hard bitter i think it's a pretty well balanced uh pale ale but it's definitely bitter first uh the mouthfeel i would say it's sort of medium bodied the carbonation is definitely lively oh, yeah. uh zingy mm-hmm. sort of you know definitely sparkles in your mouth um, but it's got a pretty crisp finish and um, leaves your mouth kind of clean, like not a whole lot of lingering bitterness, maybe a little. No, yeah, it's like weird. It's not in the mouth. It's more of like the back of your throat for me. Yeah, the the, the back of the, I mean, the back of the palate for me. Uh, another uh, quote from their site, Space XPA was designed to celebrate the amazing men and women in the aerospace industry. Its bright citrus flavor will draw you in, and its sessionable dryness will bring you back for another round. Yeah, so Los Angeles Ale Works, it's kind of funny because I uh, had not done all the research when I went to get the beer. I just went to get it. And I was driving there, and I drive past uh, SpaceX. And I'm like, holy shit, is that SpaceX? Like, the dudes who Elon, just, us in. <laughs> they just launched astronauts into space? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I had no idea. And I was, like, on the yeah. phone with my friend, and I was driving there. And I was like, holy shit, I'm driving past SpaceX. That's cool. And uh, I took pictures of it. And <laughs> th- so then come to find out, they literally uh, not only did they name this beer for SpaceX because SpaceX is around the corner from them, but yeah, they're like also, literally down the street, <laughs> but they also, since they opened have become like uh, a favorite watering hole for SpaceX employees. So there's just, apparently you could just go hang out at Los Angeles Aleworks and see astronauts and shit coming. Astronauts go grab drinks at LA. Aleworks. I'm fascinated with space lately. Cause I just watched that challenger documentary on Netflix, which is dope. Like you should check it out. Uh, I mean, it's not dope what happened. It's 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 definitely oh. horrible. <laughs> it's definitely a tragedy, and it's terrible that it happened, and terrible how it happened, and everything about it is horrible. But I I was fascinated by it. Is my can't wait to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> everything about it is horrible. You have to see. I it. need to backtrack that real quick because it's no, but like the the part about the space. I just can't imagine being in space. <laughs> yeah, man. I I but just it- I. I don't know how my stomach would do with the weightless uh, weightlessness. I don't know how my anything would do with the weightlessness. You know what creeps me out more than anything is like when you see them sleeping and their arms are just floating because they tie themselves down. Yeah, like they have. Oh, to that's t- right. They have to because they'll wake up like they'll. You know, <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll wake hit up, their head and be like, "Oh, I'm floating over here." They'll wake up in the kitchen or something, but like <laughs> yeah. they they, uh, they tie themselves to the bed, but they don't like tie their arms down. So they're if you see pictures of them sleeping, their arms are just floating in the I don't air. Like that. That's it's, crazy. It's creepy, um, but kind of cool. But I, I I don't know. Maybe this is a tangent we don't need to go on. But anyway, Los Angeles Aleworks, uh 
is there for their employees. And SpaceX just launched those astronauts into space. So that's that's cool. That's that's what this beer is named for. And they actually have a few SpaceX beers. They have this one and they have a full, I think it's called Full Speed Ahead, which is uh, a double IPA with a higher ABV. So this is like the lighter version of that. So Los Angeles Aleworks was uh, founded by Christopher Kip Barnes. Uh, it's a brewer-owned and operated neighborhood brewery in Hawthorne, California. So it's right outside LA. Like I said, I was there uh, picking up the beer. It opened in January of 2017. I believe it's Hawthorne's first craft brewery, if I'm mis- if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So apparently Hawthorne. I mean, Hawthorne is this area of LA that is near it's sort of lax adjacent it's sort of like outside Mm. uh you know the the los angeles proper area and um it's sort of this warehouse like neighborhood and there's like wasn't a lot there and then spacex came in and started sort of reviving uh the area and then this is the first uh craft brewery in the area so it's doing really well. So yeah, January 2017, I mean, like quick, like by like February, it was already like being written about as like a favorite local watering hole for SpaceX employees. Um, so, but when you go there, it's, you know, it's one of those breweries that it's just typical brewery. It's like warehouse, uh, parking lot. You sort of pull in and you're like, is this right? And you drive to the back of the parking lot and there's like some weird, like, cycling studio in there and like a bunch of you know just just random businesses and in the back sounds about right (laughs) lal works and you walk in and like it wasn't even like i walked in and i was sort of like am i going in the right door there's like some office space i saw some tanks and then i turn to the left and i walk in and i'm in the tap room and it's a giant open tap room there's sort of this l-shaped bar that looks out over the and there's no it's not like there's a glass and you see behind the glass there's tanks. It's like the tanks are it's right like, in front of you. It's, like it's right there. Yeah. I love that. Just a wide open space um, with a bunch of tanks. We, we saw a lot of that when we were in uh, Massachusetts. A yeah. lot of just like the tank, the tank is right there. Like you could touch it if you want. Don't touch it, but you could. And it's a pretty big operation and they brew a lot of beers. I mean, we'll get into what is on tap and everything, but there's a lot of beer going on. And then they also have an outdoor space uh, with, you know, the, I don't know if they have mini golf or if this guy was just mini golfing <laughs> in the parking lot. On his I saw, own, he had his own kit. Yeah, I saw a guy putting a golf ball. I don't know what that was about, but um, just a, a great brewery space that uh, I had. I've lived in LA for a couple of years now, and I've I've never been over there. It's kind of shocking to me. I will be back. It's your, it's your new spot. It's it's one of them. They've been noted as uh, brewing a spectrum of different styles from traditional beers of Germany, England, Belgium, modern American IPAs. Um, they have been quoted saying, we embolden our recipes by adding foraged fruits, locally roasted coffee beans, and exotic teas, a little California flair. Yeah. Um, the LA Times interviewed their, uh, their head brewer, Kip Barnes, um, and founder... And he said that he prefers classic German styles um, and he prefers brews featuring interesting fruit and spice additions as opposed to really hoppy IPAs. Uh, But the brewing team at the time, this was early on, and, you know, he said, you can't escape making IPA. It's what drinkers demand. Uh, Mm. But the brewers at the time were also working on a wood and barrel aging program. 
stay tuned. Uh, and also a tart and funky uh, Berliner Weiss. And now, you know, that was a few years ago um, in 2017. But now they have they have all that, you know, barrel aged sour beers. Uh, they have a, a, a beer right now on tap brewed with uh, it's sort of a beer wine hybrid brewed with some Ooh. Sauvignon Blanc or something like that. Um, Sexy. We'll get into it. So. They have just they they run the gamut. I mean, it's it's funny that yeah. he says he wasn't really an IPA person because holy shit, do they have IPAs? Yeah, uh, it's sort of it. This is this is one of the first breweries I think where we were deciding what beers to do on the show, and I looked at the list and I had to call you just in a panic. Like <laughs> you called me and you were like, "All right, what do you have again?" Because there are just too many options. There's like 35 beers, and I want to drink all of them. All of them, yeah. Um, another thing that's cool about the brewery is it is your typical brewery. I mean, they've got the the tabletop games, the patio games, giant Jenga. I mean, you know, the arcade shuffleboard. Like they have all stuff like that. Possibly and golf. We don't know. Possibly golf. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> I didn't realize how close Hawthorne was, and you could speak to this. Hawthorne, uh, how close it was to LAX. So, I mean, if you land. In California, if you land in California, if you land at LAX or if you're flying out of somewhere and you have time to kill, I mean, you can just head over to the brewery and kill a beer or two and then yeah. go catch your flight or whatever. First like, stop off the plane or the last awesome stop before you leave. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very close. It's over in that area. I mean, you know, I don't know if people know LA, but uh, LAX is uh, just uh, sort of on the way to Santa Monica heading towards the coast and Hawthorne is sort of right Take the four off five A and then go south. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a great brewery space. Definitely a place that when I walked in, I mean, honestly, I was there at like I don't know three in the afternoon, like just early, and I still was like, maybe I should stay and have a beer here because I just wanted to be there. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. I I, I had to. The, there was a football game on. The Packers, ah. the Packers were playing. I had to get home to watch my team dominate again. Four and zero going into the bye week. It's fine. Uh, Falcons figure it out <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um yeah, I I am actually surprised by how much I like this SpaceX PA though. I I thought you know, it would be I mean I I honestly I thought it would be kind of because I like really hoppy beers, I mm. don't tend to go for pale ales or extra pale ales because I tend to find them lacking in the kind of hop bitterness that I'm looking for. And mm-hmm. this is not lacking in that at all. It's it's really, uh, like I said before, it's kind of a nice showcase of the hops without any distractions, which this I think is... This is a great first beer. Not just for us and our recording right now, not just for a night out with the friends, but like when you go to the brewery, you're like, all right, first round, what are we doing? Start with this because it can only, I can only assume it gets better from here. And speaking of better from here, I've got a beer I'm excited about. I know you have a beer you're excited oh, about. I think we should baby. flip a coin to see who goes first, but we have more beers to drink. Final thoughts on Space XPA. Uh, if you are a super IPA person, this one may let you down. However, uh, it also may surprise you. It's a really nice, um, like I said, just a, a, a nice celebration of hops. It's very well balanced. It's very easy drinking. And, uh, I think it's surprisingly flavorful and, um, I, I, 
it, it makes me want to go to space. If you like space, if you like hops, if you like a little bit of bitterness, and if you like an easygoing introduction introduction beer, Space XPA is the way to go. LA Aleworks. Bang! Exclamation point! Let's get more beer. All right. I'm going to go first. Please do. You you should. Cool. You should, because mine's a... Mine's a showstopper. So wow, as saying mine isn't. I'm just being real. Up. I'm just being Anywho, real. Go ahead. I've got the Zebra Stripe Milkshake IPA made with lactose and vanilla, and I'm so excited. I don't have a lot of milkshake IPAs, so this is mm. ooh pumped. All right, this is coming in at a fun seven percent. Um, it poured a very beautiful hazy dark yellow color like a like a faded yellow mm-hmm. type of deal faded straw if you will uh beer advocate gave it another new phone who dis they haven't reviewed it yet untapped gave it a 3.57 uh it has a very pillowy thin head um i poured it a little while ago it has stayed true when i first poured it actually uh to be honest it was like you know four inches thick and frizzled out if you will um but uh yeah um not some good lacing on the sides just a bit uh i am gonna smell it now it smells like like milk almost like it i can smell lactose straight up nice it's 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 very very powerful wow can you smell the vanilla Yes, I'm getting it's it's very subtle, but it's there. Um, I'm getting the lactose. I'm getting, you know, that sweetness that you normally would with a milkshake IPA. I always love when there's I I am a big mm. fan of vanilla, and I love when they add it to beer. And it's just like it's but it is it's like you said it's such a subtle flavor that sometimes I almost even when I know it's in there I have a hard time picking it out. So yeah, I feel like it's one of those beers where it's like if you didn't know it was in there you might miss it. Mm. Interesting. I'm smelling a lot of the lactose and not much else. So we'll see what translates on the taste. Are you Five, getting, six, seven. Are you getting citrus at all? Now I am. Like with the first couple sips, no. It's again, it's just the sub, most subtle thing ever. It's so soft. It's it's really not the star of the show, which is totally fine. Um, but like like if someone took one drop of citrus and just threw it in there at the top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I'm looking at the hop blend that's in there. It says El Dorado Brew One, which I've never heard of, and Mandarina Bavaria hops. So yes. we're not talking Citra and Mosaic and all that Simcoe stuff. We're talking some. Tetnang! Ain't no Tetnang here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, talking, very, very different. I wonder if there's any Saz. Oh, they do have, they have a lager. Uh, that they call their Saz Lager, and I almost bought it just for you. Saz, bro. <laughs> okay, on the taste. Creamy, delicious. Interesting. So it tasted one way, and then I licked my lips, and that's that's where the citrus is. That has never happened to me before. I don't get it on the taste at all, but when I licked my lips is when I got it. Like, I guess you can call that an aftertaste, Back end, I, I, guess. I guess, or maybe you just hit it with the part of your tongue. I mean, 
the front of your tongue is more attuned to citrus and the back of your tongue is more attuned to bitter. So maybe you just hit it with is the front that, of your tongue. Is that what it is? Is that a fact? Yeah. I didn't know that. Look yeah. at you, Mr. Health <laughs> Professor. I hope I'm right about that because it would be really embarrassing <laughs> if I'm not. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the bitter taste buds are towards the back of your tongue, which is why sweet tends to hit your palate first and then as it okay. goes to the back and sides that's where the more bitter darker well, flavors it are. makes sense for this i mean i'm i'm not necessarily tasting like chocolate like i wouldn't you know this isn't like a like a like a murphy stout you know what i mean like it's not that yeah. sort of deal but it is very it's got the hoppiness like it's it's not overpowering it's there it's like i said the citrusy when you lick your lips for me um there's a little bit of fruitiness. I, I would say maybe mango, maybe like pineapple-ish, a little bit. Um, but it's still, again, what it, it it follows the nose quite nicely on the like creamy side of things. Like it is very smooth. It's very filling. It's very creamy. Um, the carbonation is there, but it's not too overpowering. Um, a note from the site itself, from the brewery itself: no lingering bitterness here. We add lactose and vanilla to an IPA-based brewed with El Dorado Brew 1 and Mandarina Bavaria hops. All the fruit flavor of that zany zebra gum with no fruit added. The fruit is there, but it's, like, I feel like I would need a reminder. Like, I feel like it's one of those things, like, hey, can you smell the fruit? And then you smell it and you go, oh, yeah, there it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, w- mm-hmm. I don't know if I would, like, in a blind taste test, I don't know if I'd get it, like, immediately. Um, but the sweetness is definitely there. The vanilla isn't really, you can't really taste the vanilla, but I know it's in there. Um, I, I don't have too many milkshake IPAs. I, I like this. It's creamy. It's delicious. It's kind of different, but it's also kind of true to itself at the same time. Um, like I said, it's got a little bit of that hoppiness and, uh, overall, solid zebra stripe i mean i when i was on uh craft beer kings looking for the beers um the description about the beer about the the hops and about how it's um how it tastes and what you can expect is what made me go oh yeah that's my second choice so uh here's to the ladies who lunch here's to all the zebras out there living life and um Solid, 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 solid for me. I love this. So when I was trying to decide on my second beer, I was looking at their their list, and and we'll tell you guys some of the beers they had on tap, but you know I love my West Coast IPAs, and they have a lot of them, a lot of beers that are intentionally West Coast dank, uh, heavy hop brews. They've got some double IPAs. They've got some triple IPAs. They've got some stuff that would challenge me, some stuff that excited me. Mm-hmm. But then I looked towards that bourbon barrel age stuff and I just I couldn't I couldn't stay away. And and what I ended up with. So we're looking at the jazz forever. It's the bourbon barrel blend. And we're just going to listen to some smooth jazz while I drink this one because I think it deserves it. So this is a hot podcast first. I don't remember ever hearing toast music for just the beer. It, it, it deserves it. It's called Jazz it, Forever. I was just about to say, it calls for it. I'm not complaining at all. Here's the deal, people. This one clocks in at 10% ABV. Ooh. 
Uh, it's on the SRM chart. It's around a 40. It's very jet black. The Beer Advocate hasn't rated it. Uh, Untapped has it at a 4.07. This is a blend of Russian Imperial, 40% Russian Imperial, 40% Roggenbach, which I've never had a Roggenbach before in my life, and 20% barley wine. All right, so they take that blend of beers. Then they age it for a year in Heaven Hill barrels. Uh, The brewery claims notes of cocoa, caramel, vanilla, praline, rich, smooth bourbon layers, and they say to cellar it for years. I, unfortunately, cannot cellar it for years because I have to drink it it for you guys, but I would love to (laughs) if I could. Uh, It's for them, but it's also for you. Let's be real. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the kind of beer that uh, we haven't done Firestone Walker yet on this this podcast because it's one of my favorite breweries, and I'm just we're we're waiting. Honestly, we're waiting for Gabe to be in LA, and we're waiting for the I right was, time. So waiting for that. That, <laughs> I, that. Honestly, that's what we're waiting for no, is for, yeah. to be able to get the right beers from there. But they have a beer called their anniversary, and when you buy that, it comes in a box and it has a note card and it tells you exactly what the blend is. You know, this percent, this beer, this percent, this beer. This is one of those situations. So they took a Russian Imperial, a Roggenbach, and a barley wine. They blended them. They aged them in barrels. Heaven Hill bourbon, great. Um, And that's what we're getting into. And I mean, I, I... I read that description and, you know, it was like click you f- in the car. You felt you fell to your knees and said, purchase your Lord. Someone yeah. save me. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so here we go. This one's this one's for the strong beer lovers, the stout lovers, the the people that love those big flavors. That's what we're doing. So, uh, like I said, Jet Black, 40 or more on the SRM chart. Um, oh, yeah. The head was a, a tan. You know, it's a, it's that tan brown head, uh, lots of sticky lacing around the glass. Um, the head retained for a while, uh, and then and then dissipated. Uh, on the nose, yeah, I mean we're talking bourbon and chocolate first, first and oh, foremost. Um, nice. Some raisin spice, uh, definitely um, sort of dark dark fruit, sort of plum maybe uh cherry macerated uh cherries um just that deep rich fruit and sweetness uh it's kind of surprising how much chocolate there is um maybe a little bit of uh espresso on the nose as well it's just it's the kind of beer that just it hits your nose and then i just i can't wait to i cannot wait to drink this five six seven eight Watch him hate it. How funny would it be if he was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. First of all, there there was 0% chance of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So I, first of all, I just want to start with the mouthfeel, which I normally don't, but it is rich af. It's like it just coats <laughs> your mouth. It's like it goes in and you just feel these flavors warm over your palate um, it's boozy, it's bourbony, it's very chocolatey. Um, there's like a, a lingering flavor in my mouth of like, almost like I just ate a piece of chocolate that just melted over my mouth. It's just, it just coats your whole palate. Um, there's a whole lot of flavor to 
take in here. And as it, as I sip on it, it is going to continue to develop. This is one of those beers that is a slow sipper. It's going to warm in the, both in the glass and in your mouth. And as it warms over time, it's going to take on different flavors. This beer is an experience. And I, uh, am drinking the one that I bought this weekend. I can only imagine, uh, what I'd be looking at if it was, uh, sell it for a while. Although looking at the can, this was canned in December. So this has actually been hanging out oh. for a while. And this wow. is one of those beers that, you know, the more you can do that, the the better off you are, you know? Right. And, it, you know, you want to drink the beer as fresh as possible. But like, I mean, if it works, it works, you know? Yeah. But this beer, it was brewed and then it sat for a year in bourbon barrels before it even hit this can and then it hit a can uh in december of 2019 and then it was cellared for a while until i bought it so you know i i would have kept this for another six months to a year anyway mm. just to yeah. see what's and i have a few beers in my fridge that i've been sitting on for months but yeah you and i are very similar in the sense of like every be like every beer in the fridge has a purpose it's like all right this is a beer that like i don't i'm not gonna think about i'm just gonna drink whatever but this is a beer it's like okay i have the night off we got a movie on yeah. i want to think about you know what i mean and i this feel is, like this is definitely one of those this is what i call an event beer this is event this is beer, the kind of yes. beer that i i i coined that term a few years ago and i stand by it it's just like i can't just have this beer when it's just like yeah, yeah, I just need something to drink while I, like, do work. No, 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 no. no. This beer is, like, I need to think about it. It needs to be appreciated. Yes. Um, uh, the flavors, I mean, I could go on for days. Uh, you could pick up a little bit of vanilla in it. Definitely the the roasted malts come through. It's, I, I don't get a whole lot of citrus off it, although maybe some cherry, like I was saying before. I really do detect the barley wine. I mean, I'm a big fan of barley wines. Um mm -hmm. Barley wine is a is a very boozy beer style that also tends to have a little bit of hoppiness or fruit flavor to it. So I like it m more than I like a sort of an imperial stout, which is a I like that style as well. But that tends to be very chocolatey, very espresso, very all that stuff, which that's in here. But the barley wine comes through, and I think balances it out really nicely. Um, this has just absolutely excellent reviews on untapped. Uh, I read through all of them, uh, which I normally don't do. And I could not find one single negative beer, uh, beer review on there. Um, I, this is, this is, this, uh, just, it's goddamn. In fact, in fact, stand up for the well done. Los Angeles Sale Works. This is everything I knew and hoped it would be, and this was the right choice. It's just I'm going to be sipping on it for a while, um, and hey, you you've got the evening ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Like that that's not you know you're you're gonna you need to take time for that, and I'm fully stand by it. Yeah, it's just it's one of those beers. You know, if you're you're someone who's looking for just a just a beer to drink, don't. Don't spend the money on this and don't uh, just don't go for this one because it's 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 deserves to be appreciated. But if you're looking for something to sit around, you know, <laughs> curl up by the fire. Winter's coming. If you don't live in Los Angeles, uh, definitely. Winter is coming. It's 
it's just the kind of beer for it's a beer for beer drinkers. It's a beer for people who appreciate the complexities and 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 all the different things that's going on in there. I mean, I could give you, I, I just don't think, it, I, I don't know, I, I could give you a laundry list of <laughs> everything from the fruit to the sweet to the 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 subtle hoppiness to the malt flavor that I get to everything that's in here, um, the booziness, the bourbon, the oak. I, I, there's just so much good, um, but. Ultimately, it's just a beer that I'm just gonna absolutely love drinking. Yeah, and maybe regret in the morning. We'll see. There are plenty of other beers on tap at LA Ale Works. They've got just so many to offer. Um, I believe they only have Crowlers. Well, they have mostly Crowlers available. I believe they do have regular cans. No, but they have they have regular cans. So if you go there, they have um, you can. You can buy crowlers of stuff that they don't can, but they also have a huge beer fridge of cans. In fact, I actually uh, I actually ordered one beer uh, in a crowler. Um, the I, I ordered the SpaceX in a crowler, and they they ended up giving me cans because it kicked. Uh, ah. So they gave they gave me a four pack, which was very nice of them. I mean, we're looking at all different sorts of things. Um, full thrust, I believe you were talking about that earlier. The double IPA, big. Big Hoppy Imperial, uh, you know, Infinite Potential. Uh, it's a 5%er, but it's a Munich Lager. I mean, they've got all different styles and things like that. Um, the Flight Path Double IPA. They have a kitten series. Uh, I bought the Lunar Kitten. It's a West Coast IPA. I, they have they have a lot of West Coast IPAs, which I really love. I've talked about on the show before that the Juicy IPA style is just so done right now that it's almost hard to find these west coast ipas well they have them they have a a a triple ipa at 10 percent, which they i mean the can art on the triple ipa i want you to find that the quantum leap triple ipa the can art is like it's like a a psychedelic like trip and like oh boy it's just that is trippy it's very trippy and i'm just imagining it's it's that filter where it's like three colors on one letter. Yeah, I'm just imagining. It's hard if, to explain, but if I looked at that after I had one of those triple IPAs, I would just it it would blow my mind. They yeah, also have, well, I think that's the point. <laughs> they also have an orange tabby lager with a fat orange cat on the front of it. Shout out to the beer we did last week. <laughs> Um, I'm also speaking of bourbon barrel things and all that goodness. I'm looking at Russian attack bourbon barrel stout, uh, 13%. Yeah. Oh boy. That almost happened. Uh, they have a fest beer. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we just did Oktoberfest. They have a fest beer right now. They've got, they've, oh, got, yeah. they've got something for every, everybody. Honestly, they go from yeah. German styles. They have juicy IPAs galore. They have West coast IPAs galore. They have high ABV beers. They have low ABV beers. They have sours. They have the uh, wine uh, beer hybrid that I mentioned before, which is the uh, Oliveria beer wine hybrid uh, Blanc with Voigner grapes. Voigner. I, I, I don't know I, how to say that. I I'm, will. I, I do have to say, having done, I mean, we were in the East Coast for a while. We were, you know, staying in Connecticut for a little bit sampling some LA or West coast offerings is actually really refreshing and a different spin on things. And I appreciate it that much more. So it's very nice to be drinking some West coast styles. I agree. And, and I feel that 
to find a brewery like this that has so many different styles to offer, you know, when you go into the beer stores, it is very hard to find anything outside of IPAs mm. here. Uh, and it's just really refreshing to see, you know, I mean, we're not seeing, we're not seeing pumpkin beers here, but we are seeing fest beers and we're seeing a Mars or two and we're seeing sours and we're seeing just things that are different. Uh, and I think that that's really refreshing. And, you know, of course, the, the West Coast IPA style is alive and well. Uh, yeah. And then I've got this fucking delicious, beautiful <laughs> this beer. This powerhouse of a beer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. LAL works. Well done. I think one, well of, done. one of my favorite episodes we've had in a while. I'm really happy yeah. about them. Yeah. Like I said, it's very nice to have a change of pace with the West Coast style. Um, so, well done. So before we get out of here, uh, we always love to end on a fun topic. Um, and normally, sometimes it's not about beer. Sometimes it is. This one is um, switching back to the East Coast real quick. Uh, New England Beer Company, Nebco, as we like to call them, had a Willy Wonka competition contest. Bitch on Willy Wonka. Bitch on Willy Wonka. Um, where basically, okay, so they... They had they sent out their seasonal I can't I couldn't wait to say this Schnitz and Giggles <laughs> Schnitz and Giggles <Yay>! it's, <laughs> it's their German style fest beer. Um, they normally just have it on tap at the brewery, but for the first time ever they have it in cans. Um, and what they did was just like Willy Wonka and the movie and whatnot, they had they sent it out, they sent out 10 golden lids, um, the golden seal. So if you purchased the Schnitzen Giggle at a liquor store and you found it with the golden seal, just like the movie, you bring a friend, you get a tour of the brewery, and it was a Willy Wonka themed tour. Um, some, okay, some of the employees dressed up as Oompa Loompas, they deserve a raise. <laughs> I can't believe they got him to do that. And the owner and, uh, head brewer, Robert Leonard, uh, dressed up as Willy Wonka himself, um, and had his cane was all beers. Like it was beers stacked like on top of one another. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, wow. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow, he went, he did it. It's all sea hag. That's, I cannot believe. That's, that's an employee dressed up unreal. as an Oompa Loompa. But yeah, they had this whole thing. Um, the event took place on October 3rd. Yeah, apparently it was a Willy Wonka themed tour at the brewery. Uh, one guest that you're choosing, like I said, uh, secret passageways, can mazes, beer tasting. They had a pedal bike trip around town. Um, and yes, they did practice covid safety precautions they had masks they socially distanced they did the whole deal but i'm mad i missed this i wish i had found schnitz and giggles <laughs> in the store i uh am not that surprised because i know nebco and it's it's up the street from my house in connecticut and it's it's just a a great brewery a great welcoming brewery that you know the the employees are always really uh great and helpful when you go there and um just have a sense of humor so i'm not entirely surprised they got them to dress up as oompa loompas and <laughs> the brewery itself is like it used to be uh i mean it still is pet friendly but it used to be like used to go in and there'd just be like dogs 
everywhere in there. Oh, like, I don't my, think, you know, everything's outside now. But yeah, that like, it was just like puppies and dogs and like board games and stuff. And it, yeah. I mean, um, it still is because Connecticut is, is, you know, I mean, knock on wood in a decent place with COVID, but, uh, yeah, there are germ, the, this, the fest beer that they, um, that had the golden lids on it. It has a picture of the original Augustus Gloop from the movie. So, I mean, it's hard to miss. And there, I first heard about this in a newspaper article. And one of the things that it said was like, it's so, you know, people love the beer, number one. But number two, I mean, it's hard to miss because you have just Augustus Gloop's face on it. And then when you see, you take it out of the little container and you see the golden seal and people were just grabbing it right away. But um, apparently it was a very well-attended event. It was a lot of fun and they hope to do it again next year. And Steven, I think we need to look out for, I'm going to say it again, schnitz and giggles. Yay! I think that they need to enlist the, the people over here at SpaceX and at the end of the Willy Wonka tour, they should shoot a rocket out the <laughs> ceiling into space like at the end of the movie. But I mean, you know, I, I'm just a dreamer. I'm, what can I say? I think it's a good idea. I, I'm, I'm in support of this idea. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another round of The Hop. Uh, we hope it was a good one for you because it certainly was for us, and I'm going to be nursing this beer all night long. Uh, like we said at the top, follow us on the social meds. Uh, send us a message. Send us what you want us to drink. All of that good stuff. Like, subscribe, and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really is so important. It's more important than you think, and it helps us tailor the show to you. Uh, so please do that. And if you've already done it, hey, thank you. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week for round 42. Wow. See you later. Peace.